Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. I'm Billy Embody. Sonny Ship is joining me to break down the first SEC opponent for LSU in the 2021 schedule. We did UCLA, the season opener, last week. And now it's time to turn our attention to Mississippi State, uh, the scene of uh, a brutal defensive showing uh, in Tiger Stadium last year. LSU goes on the road this year in 2021. Last year, LSU lost 44-34. It was the the air raid that came in and uh, just dominated Bo Pelini's defense. They didn't shift to a zone coverage. They uh, looked out of sorts. K.J. Costello, who was benched about a couple weeks later, looked like Joe Burrow, honestly, I mean, ripping apart LSU's defense in a record-setting day. We won't go down that road, but uh, Sonny uh, kind of set the table for us uh, with Mississippi State's offense. That was obviously the issue last year for LSU. The Both offenses really woke up after that first quarter. This Mississippi State offense, who who's at quarterback? Kind of what what's kind of the early look there? Man, I tell you what, I'm I'm having flashbacks right now and sweats just uh, just thinking about that game last year. And how crazy is it? You know, LSU gave up 632 yards at Mississippi State offense, but how crazy is it? As bad as the defense was, it was the defense that actually gave LSU even a chance in that fourth quarter. You know, they trailed 34-24 early in the fourth quarter until the defense forced turnovers on consecutive drives that allowed the offense to go down and put up 10 points over a minute and 24-second span. Now, granted, the defense folded after that, and they gave up 10 points to <laughs> to lose the game. But, uh, you know, when I was going back looking at that last year's meeting, I mean – I guess just all we thought about was how bad that defense was in that game, and it was bad. It was putrid. It was every word, every adjective you could probably think of with some expletives uh, included in it. But, um, man, how how crazy was it that they actually gave up 632 yards? Uh, just uh, mind-boggling to me. I mean, still I mean, to this day, still to this yeah. day, just uh, yeah. especially coming off that 2019 season, but – you know, Mike Leach, I mean, they do it every year in a way. They they seem to find ways to put points on the board. Now, uh, things kind of fell apart for the Bulldogs there. Uh, at, shortly after playing LSU, things got honeymoon really bad. Honeymoon ended quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The honeymoon was over. Um, they, they went through some quarterbacks. Uh, is there – is K.J. Costello going to start again this year? <laughs> yeah, I know, huh? Is K.J. back? Now, Will Rogers kicked uh, kicked Costello to the curb uh, four games in. And uh, and he kind of took over the 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 freshman quarterback took over from that point. But you know when you think of that Mississippi State offense, I mean they were on top of the world after that LSU game. I mean they shot up the rankings. KJ Costello was mentioned as a Heisman Trophy candidate. <laughs> but that same Bulldog offense eclipsed only four four hundred yards only three times from that point on. 
so that's a lot of games where the to- total offense didn't even get into that 400 range. And so that was a, that was another stat that was just kind of mind-boggling to me. But, you know, the biggest thing with Mississippi State is that their run game was just abysmal last year, especially once Kylan Hill opted out. You know, the run game under Mike Leach is never going to be much more than an extension of the, uh, you know, is than an extension of the, of, you know, throwing the ball out and trying to get the backs out in space quick screens those uh you know quick hitters but you've got to get more than 43 yards of rushing again in the sec to have a chance to win i think and i I think that's going to be mike leach's biggest obstacle is trying to figure out how to actually implement that into his offense you know they've got jaquarius marks back he led he took over for colin hill at running back he led the league in 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 just for running backs with 60 last year. You know, the problem with that is that his yard his yard per catch average of 4.4 match what he did on the ground. And so, you know, you, you've just got to get more big plays. You've got to get more, uh, more activity out of that. I think Will Rogers has a chance to – has a chance to do some things. He completed 69% of his passes last year for just under 2,000 yards. But the key thing was that he didn't turn the ball over nearly as much as K.J. Costello did. Costello had, I want to say, 11 picks, six touchdowns. Rodgers reversed those numbers. And so he's 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 going to give him a you know a steady trigger man back there. And then one another thing about Mike Leach's offense is you know they've got about 12, 13, 14 little small receivers who are going to catch a lot of passes that you know you look at their you look at their receiving output chart from last year and you almost have to go to a second page. There's so many guys who caught balls. Oh yeah, that's the air raid for you. <laughs> 101 right there. And look, I mean, Katravion Hargrave, uh uh, a Louisiana guy is coming in as a four-star running back. Maybe he, you know, gets some burn there in the backfield for for the Bulldogs. And on the defensive side, obviously everybody knows Zach Arnett on LSU side of things after uh, the the interview that didn't go that well, and you know wasn't a fit, and they move on. And obviously the rest is history on the defensive coordinator search for LSU. But Arnett is one of the better defensive coordinators in the SEC. Uh, and obviously was was at least looked into by LSU. Like I said, wasn't a fit. Uh, he's got some guys coming back. I think DeCamerion Richardson's a breakout guy, another Louisiana guy uh, who really kind of was a sleeper until track season. And um, But what what's kind of the outlook there? I mean, it, long gone are the days of Montez Sweat and, and Jeffrey Simmons, it seems like. Yeah, a lot of folks kind of question whether or not uh, Zach Ornette bringing his three three five defense over from San Diego State. Uh, that was one of the nation's best defenses against the run. A lot of people questioned whether or not it was going to uh, succeed in the SEC, but you know you have to look at year one and you have to consider it, uh, you know, a, a moderate success. Sixth in the league in scoring defense at 28 points a game. Fifth in total defense at 389 yards a game. Fourth overall against the run at 126 and 3.5 yards a carry. So they did their, you know, they they were uh, they didn't let teams run all over them like a lot of folks thought they would with uh, you know with running that 3-3-5. The biggest challenge for him is going to be replacing his two top defensive linemen up front, Marquis Spencer and Kobe Jones. The duo combined for 12 tackles behind the line and five sacks. Then you got to replace Errol Thompson. I mean, man, it seems like that guy has been playing middle linebacker in that defense for. Forever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know, huh? Led the team in tackles last two years, finished his career with 312 stops. So that's going to be a, uh, 
you know, replacing replacing those guys, how they replace those guys is going to be a big key into uh, in, into whether or not that front six is able to uh, duplicate the success they had last year. Yeah, and of course, uh, another name LSU fans will know, uh, Sean Preston. Uh, Shaz Preston's brother is still there, you know, playing for the Bulldogs as well. So we'll see what he does uh, in, in uh, this year's matchup for the Bulldogs. And Sonny... I mean, everybody's a lot higher on LSU than uh, than they were, uh, you know, going into 2020, I would say, even though there was some optimism. Uh, LSU bounces back in this one this year, right? They go on the road and they take care of business, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. You know, I'm not buying the I'm not buying all the love that Mississippi State's getting in the ESPN FPI. You know, they, they had them preseason uh, number eight in their post-spring FPI. And I just think that's crazy. I, I, I think that's crazy. You know, they've got some guys coming back. They've got Tyrus Wheat back, uh, you know, a Louisiana native from Amy. Let him in five sacks. Let him with five sacks last year. Aaron Brule from Rummel, you know, another Louisiana guy. He, I think he's going to kind of fill in for Errol Thompson. But I just think you have too many – I think you have too many holes to fill. And, and I don't think that the talent level is where it is where it needs to be. Um you know, for this team to be a top 10 team in the country. And, uh, you know, Sean Preston, like you mentioned, he's back. Manuel Forbes, this kid, five picks last year, led the SEC. Three of them went back for touchdowns. So he's, uh, you know, he's a playmaker back there. But, yeah, we haven't gotten to the point to where we would uh, we would predict a score. But I've got a feeling that LSU is going to be pretty salty after, uh, after that 34-24 win last year. Having to watch not only losing – but having to watch Mississippi State celebrate in Tiger Stadium the way that they did, the state players kind of just took over, and, uh, and I, I think LSU. I think LSU with having three games under its belt, one against a quality opponent in UCLA, then you got McNeese State, Central Michigan to kind of work out any kinks. I think LSU is going to go to Starkville looking to um, you know looking to kick the Bulldogs pretty hard, and I I don't really see this game being being all that close. Granted, Mississippi State could come out and you know set the world on fire the first three weeks and would make us eat those words, but yeah, I, I like LSU in this one, and I like LSU kind of comfortably right now. Yeah, I'm the same same as you, veteran quarterback and Miles Brennan or Max Johnson, whoever it is at this stage, you know, going into to a tough environment in Mississippi State, and they'll be jacked up without a doubt. You know, cowbells will be going full capacity, all that. Um, I like LSU comfortably, and I think this is uh, the statement game for the offense in a way. You know, you go against somebody that you interviewed for your defensive coordinator job. Granted, LSU never pressed for him, but, you know, you you go into that scenario – I think there's going to be some motivated people on LSU's side to write what happened in Baton Rouge. Um, and, and if it's Miles Brennan starting, you want to you want to avenge that loss. If it's Max Johnson, you're somebody that has gone on the road and beaten a top 10 team in Florida. Uh, so this environment, I'm not going to say it shouldn't be much to you, but you have that confidence that you've already done it in a tough environment um, going on the road and in a loud, uh, hostile crowd. So I like LSU, you know, by 10, I, I think. It could be one of those games that ends up being a little bit more, you know, lower scoring than last year's. Maybe in that, um, you know, 28, uh, 17, 28, 21, maybe a late score again, you know, back to back weeks on that uh, reference late scores um, by by the Bulldogs. But, you know, I, I just think LSU is going to be able to right the ship and 
you know, offensively, they were terrible in the first quarter and then they got it back on track. And um, that was with the old system and, you know, Miles Brennan's first start and everything like that. So uh, I, I, I like LSU, comfortable win, uh, get off on the right track uh, in SEC play. So we're in agreement. LSU going into Starkville and taking a win from the Bulldogs to kick off SEC play. Um, and we'll continue to roll through previewing the SEC slate for LSU in these Getting to Know podcasts. And we'll do that next week uh, on the pod. And uh, we will let you guys go on this one. Uh, but first, quick reminder to leave us a rating, leave us a review, and follow the Go 24-7 podcast wherever you catch your podcast. We appreciate you guys listening. For Sonny Ship. I'm Billy Ambody. Have a great rest of your week. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.